Welcome back to Be Right. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy and Christopher Powers. It's a new year. We are very excited uh, to get back into the swing of things. Guys, How? first of all, how was uh, your break? Did you have it's a good. break? I had a longer break than the, than the actual PGA Tour had, which was nice. So uh, <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah. I mean, you had two little ones around the holidays. That's always exciting. Yeah. Uh, we just relaxed a little bit with the in-laws, uh, my family. So low key, but there's definitely a void without golf being able to bet on it. So to have it back now, I feel like there's a little more structure to my life, you know, on Mondays and checking the odds and waiting for DraftKings pricing, FanDuel pricing to come back, you know, now, and now we have this for 29 straight weeks. So yeah, sure. It was nice to have a couple weeks off, but ready to go, ready to get back into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I got plenty of betting in uh, over the holidays, so I oh, didn't yeah. really miss golf at all. Um, and, you know, betting on football, as much as it's painful when your your team's down 14, I'd rather that than, you know, have a guy uh, an outright that loses on Sunday and you're watching for four days. So I did not miss that aspect of it That's at true. all, but uh, I'm definitely, yeah, Steve's right. It's It's exciting looking at the odds. I mean, it was only like two or three weeks that we really didn't have it but uh yeah it feels right we are we are back Kapaloo is always that fun like you know golf season's right around the corner for for us in you know the northeast so this is always a fun week small field um not gonna say it's easier to win but uh it's definitely uh gives gives you a little bit better chance to to hit on a winner so let's uh let's try and get 2021 off to a winning start definitely um shoot this might be a first ever. I'm getting a call from a dentist. I got to pick it up. <laughs> Hang on one second. All right. First ever <laughs> dentist call. I'm, I'm really grinding here. Literally. Rory McIlroy. Didn't Rory McIlroy pull out with a toothache yes. once? He should mm. take nuts. Honda Classic hey. many, many years ago. He got toothache. Yeah, exactly. He got this is legit. As you guys can see from my face, I look like a chipmunk. And, um, but yeah, we're, so we're off to a real fast start here. Uh, <laughs> could you could you play little. golf through it? That that's the question. Mm. Um, yeah, I could play golf through it. I just you know what's stop. funny? I'm sure it's a similar feeling, but that happened to me once caddying, and I was like in hell. Oh really? I wasn't, if I was golfing, maybe it would be a little easier. But lugging the bag with like this toothache yeah. was like. Wait, hell. did you just use golfing as a verb? Wow, oh, we are off fine. to a. Uh, I don't. I don't care. The, the hardos are just going to get all over you. Tickler over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. the hardos, the Vocab proper golf terminology. Schedule stickler. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm um, I'm the sheriff, Stevie Sheriff over here. Golfing. Let's let's go <laughs> golfing, guys. I miss golfing. <laughs> well, uh, again, it's it's great to be back, uh, and and I do want to mention that this is the first full year since the rebrand of be right obviously yeah. we did it for most of last year and i think um i think people like it i think we've been doing well but we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear any comments we'd love for you to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast as well but um yeah we kind of split up the pod um we have be right we have the local knowledge podcast which does more storytelling and, um, you know, it's been exciting. I think, Steve, you know, you especially have done a great job. We get a lot of great guests, um, you know, people who who are in the know in terms of golf gambling. I mean, the premier guests. We're getting like the Tiger Woods of DFS and of golf yes. gambling. So plugged in with these guys, which is really cool. So I think that helps. Obviously, you guys bring a lot of knowledge to the table as well. But, um, you know, again, Steve, I mean, it, it, I think we had a good first kind of year and, and now it's going to get even better this year. Yeah, we hit a bunch of bunch of winners. You know, we, we've talked about it a bunch, but if anyone's new to the show, you and I hit Webb Simpson, DJ and the restart. CP had Bryson at the U.S. Open. Uh, I had a couple other winners in there, too. It was a good year, but uh, you're only as good as the last tournament. So. Uh, that's why we're pumped. But yeah, all the guests too. We've, we've had some amazing guests uh, and we're going to have even more great ones lined up. We got someone good for next week, one of the, the industry leaders. So uh, yeah, like Meyer said, make sure you go subscribe, leave us a review too. That's helpful. Helps us pop a little bit in your podcast app. So uh, yeah, let's get it going. Nice little tease there. 
That's Best right. in the biz. And we and we That's do right. get the big names too. I mean, we've got Xander, we've got Patrick Cantley. I mean, we get like the we got Cheyenne Woods recently. I mean, we were getting the big names yeah. too in terms of golfing too. So I think it's a good mix. I hope people like it. I hope people uh, keep going. And I, I'm really excited because I've got a little extra cap coming into this year thanks Ooh. to winning the Survivor Pool that Chris put together. That's right. Um, that was a big hit for me. That actually, I think is my biggest gambling hit of my life. It was, um, wow. it was third way. It was 37 guys. Yeah. Great participation. I think we did 20 bucks, 37 people, yeah. 17 so were at week one bucks. on the Colts. And then yep. I went to week 15, which is amazing. So, uh, yeah, that was a nice hit. Maybe like in 2024, you could bet, bet that money legally in New York. So maybe, yeah, that's right. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to get a big hit. My, my biggest previous hit was Danny Willett at the 2016 Masters, um, 660 buck spot. So this this eclipsed it. So pretty nice to have a little cap to burn. The Venmo account's already been quietly going down, though, with a couple stupid bowl games and, and you know, this and that. Uh, Wake Forest, freaking blowing everything going. But, um, okay, before we get into Century Tournament of Champions, which, by the way, is really more like the Century Tournament of Champions and really good players because they let a bunch of other people into the field this year. Um, let's get some long-term bets because, you know, this is before the season starts, you know, we can make some predictions that will look either really good or really bad. And I know you guys are both already um, starting to make some bets on, on the four majors this year. Yeah. And I think the general point, uh, so Chris and I did a, a story on golfdigest.com, but the thing that people should realize is this is where you get your real value in betting on the majors. You know, you wait till the week of an actual major and, you know, very rarely can you really capitalize on a player's full value because, you know, a player could win a couple times over the span of the beginning of the season and all of a sudden their odds plummet. So the way to really make money at the majors, you know, you listen to all the sharp guys who we've had on our podcast, Pat Mayo, Jeff Feinberg, they're betting these, these majors way out in advance. So that's what Powers and I attempted to do. So we're just going to go through uh, major by major with our picks. So I'll let you go first, CP. I, I usually uh, I usually bow to you since you know you're the all-knowing expert amongst us. Yeah. So um, my my winner for the Masters will kick it off with the Masters. I do think Justin Thomas will win the Masters. I think just the natural progression with him. He's gone T39 there, T22, T17, T12, and then solo fourth most recently. Uh, that's just kind of the progression you see with a lot of these guys. DJ did it a bunch of years, top tens, finally won. Phil, Adam Scott, just to name a few. So I do think that Justin Thomas will win that first major of the year. But I have a, uh, a bet on Kevin Kisner. I just 125 to one uh, for Kisner seems like a pretty good number right now. I know that it's kind of becoming about length and he doesn't have a ton of length, but he, he has said he, he believes he's kind of figuring out how to, how to score there, how to go low there. And um, you know, if he wins, like I said, in, in our, uh, in our futures bet post, if he wins the match play, which he always plays well at that could go from 125 to one to, you know, I'm not going to say anything crazy like 50 to one, but maybe it'll go down to 70, 60 to one. So I think if you're going to bet Kisner, to win the masters, I would do it now at 125 to one. And then PGA, I know this is an easy pick, uh, but I think I'll just go with Rory at, with the Kiwa tie-in. I think that, uh, you know, we've probably said this the past three years, this is a, you know, big year for Rory. Can he finally win a major again? I do think he has a big bounce back year after that kind of sleepy uh, post pandemic uh, run that he had. And then U.S. Open, I know this, I'm sure people rolled their eyes when I read it. Uh, when I wrote it, I'm sure people, I'm sure you two are about to roll your eyes right now, but I, I love Bubba Watson at 80 to one right now to win the U.S. Open. There's a lot of time between now and the U.S. Open and Bubba has been playing so well as of late. His approach game is, is just about as elite as his off the tee game right now. It's really just a putter with him. Um, if he has a good putting week, he can win on any given week. And there's so many tournaments between now and uh, Torrey Pines that that number could go down 80 to one to like 40 to one. If he wins a, you know, one of his patented stops at Riviera or somewhere else. And he actually has a good record at Torrey. He's won there a couple top 13s in the, in the last few years. 
And then uh, open, um, I'm going with Tyrrell Hatton because he's 50 to one right now. I mean, this is a guy who was, I forget what he was for the Masters, maybe in the 20s, maybe in the teens. Uh, I guess just because it's so far away, they have him down at 50 to one right now and maybe even higher in some spots. So um, he heated up late in the summer and in the fall. So I expect him to do that again this year. He's clearly a top 10 player in the world and, and the Open is obviously in his home country. So 50 to one, that seems like a good number for Hatton right now. So Justin Thomas at the Masters. I do like Kisner as well. Um, Bubba at the US Open, Rory at the PGA and Tyrrell Hatton at the Open for me. I like it. Uh, I, I went with a few more long shots, but I'm with you with JT at the Masters. What'd you say his odds are? He's like 14 to one. Yeah, Maybe you could get him at maybe 10 to one. It looks like, yeah, 11 to one is the lowest right now at FanDuel. That's, that's pretty good, but I'm with you in terms of being one of the two or three favorites there. Um, so I, I can't imagine that number is going to get any better. So now's probably the time to bet that and a guy I do like, his numbers, uh, Cam Smith at 55 to one, you know, obviously if it wasn't for DJ, uh, it would have been all about Cam Smith. We'd be talking him up right now because he would have won the masters and, you know, it, it's just such value at this line. Uh, you know, his score would have won, I think all but, uh, six masters in the past. So, and it wasn't an aberration had the T five in 2018. So, you know, he's comfortable there. I like Cam Smith at 55 to one. He, he could certainly, win a couple times going into the masters, you know, he won last year at Sony, which is next week. Uh, it just seems like his games really progress and he's making that next step in his career. He's young guy, you know, is he going to win the masters? I don't necessarily know that I'm not going to necessarily predict that, but if you're going to the final round with a cam Smith 55 to one ticket, you know, and he's a couple off the lead that gives you a lot of hedge equity, et cetera. So I like that ticket for sure at the PGA, you know, hard to go against Rory. Everyone's going to be picking Rory, you know, after he uh, ran away at Kiwa. A guy I like at 50 to one, you can find that at points bet is Matthew Wolf. Uh, you know, we know that his game's good enough to contend in the majors. He's the 54 hole leader at the U S open, had the chance for all that history, Francis, we met, et cetera. Uh, and he contended at last year's PGA at Harding park too. So, uh, you know, Matt Wolf at 50 to one, He's someone that, you know, all of us have bet on in the past, you know, past year or so. Obviously, Myers and I had the, the heartbreak at Rocket Mortgage. That's that still stings. 125 to one. Those days are over. But 50 to one, you know, for someone who's ready to emerge as a superstar. I definitely like that. U.S. Open. I like uh, Patrick Reed, 41 to one at Torrey. My pick would probably be John Rahm. I just think it's Taylor made to his game, uh, which is a funny little phrase because he just switched to Callaway. But, um, you know, he's played very well at Torrey. He's won there before. He's had some other finish, great finishes. So I, I do like Rom. I'm going to keep an eye on that number if he struggles a little bit in the beginning of this year. You know, keep an eye on that going to 12, 14 to 1. That's the time to pounce on it. Uh, but Patrick Reed, 41 to 1 right now, I think has a ton of value. He was playing so well at the end of last year. Um, and he plays well at Torrey Pines too, similar to Bubba with uh, Powers pick at T6 at last year's Farmers Insurance at 13th place in 2019. And obviously, you know, he was the 36 hole leader at Wingfoot. He's just a grinder, man. You, you know, he's going to show up at these big tournaments. He's Captain America. You know, I just expect him to show up at Torrey Pines and 41 to 1. Again, you know, he could win a couple times before the U.S. Open. So now's the time to bet that. And open championship, I saw a crazy number, Justin Thomas at 20 to one. As I said in the column, anytime you see Justin Thomas at 20 to one, it's an automatic bet. That's getting my money for sure. The, you know, the open isn't necessarily the major you expect him, you know, to win, but he did finish T11 last year um, or two years ago, the last open there was. So 20 to one in a, an insanely good number, bet that before that goes down. Um, but kind of a long shot. Matt Wallace at 125 to one. I definitely like him too. Uh, you know, finished T3 at the PGA in 2019 at Beth Page, and three other top 20s in the majors. So you know he's a fierce competitor. You know he's in his home country in England. This that's at Royal St George's. Uh, definitely, 
that number, you know, he kind of heated up at the end of uh, 2020. So if he kind of continues that momentum, again, those odds could cut to 7,500 to one, 125 to one, you're not going to do better than that. So uh, th those are, those are my long shots. All right. I like it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on record as saying I'm going to pick <clears throat> Rom to win the masters until he wins. <clears throat> but we'll say with that being the first major again, as it should be, and him making that a big, big equipment change. I mean, we, we do have to kind of monitor that at least for a few months. Um, mm -hmm. So I have to watch it, but the U S open might be the one really for him with, with the Tory pines, um, you know, connection there, obviously. And he does seem to do better in these tougher events versus, you know, the masters, which you could see 20 under winning like DJ did. So we'll have to keep um, <clears throat> our eye on that. Sorry, losing my voice here. Um, I do want to mention too quickly at <clears throat> Kiwa Island, congrats to them because they're going to be hosting two majors next year, uh, the PGA championship and the uh, HGGA championship, my annual golf trip, a huge breaking news here. Boom. Hosting it for the third time. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be spread out, but we'll definitely play at least one, one of the competitive rounds at the ocean course. So that, that would be exciting. That would be, uh, the dates are still a little TBD, but it'll definitely be after the, uh, PGA. So, you know, since I'm wearing my Pinehurst 2014 at the, the double, the U.S. women's and U.S. men's open, this will be kind of the first big double. So, um, you know, good luck to Kiwa to, to pull this off. See um, the scoring dispersion on that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Should be interesting. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, we, we want to do some other, you know, uh, longer term type, you know, thoughts here. And I know Steve uh, and Chris, you guys collaborated with, um, three of our big data scientists, as you say in the piece, and it was a great title, uh, 10 golfers who will make you money in 2021 or something like that. Uh, I, I like a great headline. Um, so Steve, I'll let you kind of take it away. And, and, and I was, I was interested to see if there'd be some overlap because we're spewing out a ton of gambling content, let's be honest. And it's great because it used to be like, eh, should we even do anything? Now we're like, just do it, do it, do it. Cause I'm going to do a, sleepers thing tomorrow too and i wanted to see mm -hmm. how much of it overlapped but my sleepers are even more sleeperish than these value picks although there were two names on there um that 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 made that will make both lists but um anyway steve i'll let you fill the readers or our listeners in a little more about uh this list that that really could be uh beneficial for them for for the entire season yeah you know we got our three guys who contribute to the the weekly uh expert picks column on golfdigest.com. If people aren't paying attention to that, they should be. We have a anonymous uh, tour caddy each week giving their picks, in addition to Brandon Gadula from FanDuel and number fire Pat Mayo, who's got his own media network now, and DraftKings Fade the Noise analyst. He's he's pretty much everywhere. Uh, you know, he's been our guy along with Brandon, uh, you know, for going on three years now. And Rick Gaiman, uh, who joined the column uh, this last year was great uh you know everyone should go listen to his podcast read his stuff if they don't already um so they kind of broke down according to the data the 10 players who they think are undervalued based on all the stats all the strokes gained data and pretty much who they're looking to bet uh week in and week out but uh especially to make you money uh whether it's betting whether it's dfs so i'm just gonna read three names and you guys could go read the rest on golfdigest.com because it's definitely worth doing. Um, Brandon's first pick was Matthew Wolf, who, you know, sharp guy like me uh, was on board there picking him at the PGA, just saying, but according to Brandon, uh, some great stats that point to that. He's one of just six golfers to rank in the 75th percentile or better in all these stats, strokes gained off the tee, et cetera, et cetera. And the other five guys are the best players in the world, DJ, John Rahm, Rory. So that's how well Matt Wolf's been playing recently. So him, Pat Mayo, likes Scotty Scheffler, his elite off the tee game, uh, still thinks there's value in betting Scheffler pretty much wherever you can, you know, including this week, I, I think is an interesting play. Obviously, Scotty's looking for his first PGA Tour win, but like Myers said, uh, you know, we have some non-winners in the field, so it'd be funny to get, uh, you know, a first-time winner in the Tournament of Champions. It's possible yeah. this week with him or Abe Answer, and Abe Answer is the the guy that Rick Gaiman likes the best. Uh, again, Answer's looking for that first PGA Tour win, but 
he just makes a ton of birdies. And interestingly, he makes a ton of birdie streaks where if you look into how to play well, DraftKings and FanDuel, you got to get these birdie streaks. You know, it's, it's one thing to make, uh, you know, have a high finish, but really it's, it's the birdie streaks. It's the birdies totals. And Abe answer uh, has the third best uh, value ratio in terms of returning your investment on a salary uh, in DraftKings. So anyway, everyone go, go read that uh, article up on golfdigest.com and, and make sure to read uh, our expert picks column, which will be posted uh, on Wednesday, at least along with Myers uh, sleepers column. So it's gambling, it's gambling digest, you know, it, everyone was joke. Everyone was joking, but I mean, I, th- I saw a stat over the break that I think the second biggest emerging uh, betting market in Vegas is golf right behind mm-hmm. MMA, which, you know, MMA is, is huge it's kind of taken over. Um, but golf is number two. So, I mean, that just speaks to how popular golf has become with the casuals uh, and DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, DraftKings said that golf is their fourth most popular sport. So, you know, right behind the major sports, you know, above NHL, et cetera. So we're just part of this revolution, boys. We're, we're right here for it. Yeah, man. It's everywhere. It's you look. It's yeah. It's exciting. It, again, it used to be like, why are you even doing fantasy or, you know, this right. or that. And, um, and the numbers were so bad. I gotta be honest, the numbers were terrible, but the more it's become, you know, accepted widespread and the more we've done, it's just, it's churning. And I'm sure it's like that for every, every site and every podcast and, and everything out there. It, it's, um, it's exciting. Um, all right, we 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 want to we want to do two other things here before we get into century. Twenty twenty, we want to talk about our some of our worst picks, and then that'll lead into our twenty twenty one New Year's betting resolution. So they're they're kind of related, I think, at least in some of the mistakes I've made. But CP, I'll let you go first uh, with with your worst your your worst picks or first picks. first off, apologies. Like literally, tree truck pulls up right now outside my window just hammering trees down outside so if anyone hears that sorry it's like the leaf blower at the masters that was going crazy this year (laughs) uh worst bets of 2020 i just wrote any any ricky bet i made a lot i always make a lot of ricky yeah but this year what i mean he was this was his worst year of his career almost you could say i mean he dropped outside the top 50 he's not in the masters and i just kept thinking you know maybe I was betting him top 10, top 20, top 20 after round one. I remember one event I bet him, I was scrolling through a four. I bet him leader after round one. Just like I was hoping Jason. for the snap out of it. And uh, he's obviously still working through a lot of stuff with his swing and it's kind of bled into the putter. You know, you could always count on the putter with him. He could piece rounds together and that got pretty bad too. So I'm, you know, as much as we clown on him, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how he does in 2021. It, it could be a make or break year for him, which is crazy yeah. to say. We've been talking about how he's the best player without a major. And now he's like, you know, outside the top 50, he might be outside the top 100 at this rate. So I, uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm not going to be betting on him at all though. In 2021, that'll be one of my resolutions as well. And then uh, the, the worst bet I made is, um, non-golf related. It was the Arizona plus 11 and they lost 70 to seven against Arizona state. So <laughs> that not, no golf bet could top that. I remember that night that vividly. So. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know you bet on that. I, I remember I, did. I didn't tell game. anyone because I was yeah, you didn't so, mention that. I was like looking in the mirror at myself, just so ashamed. And my logic was like, Oh, these two teams, they're both like one and four. I was like, no one in four team should be an 11 point favorite in a rivalry game. And then Arizona laid a bigger egg than the Eagles did on uh, Sunday night. So that might be the worst that I've made in my entire life. So that's pretty bad. That's amazing. Um, I, I got up to a tough start with the, with the Clemson, Ohio state. I'll tell you that oh, I mean, mm. seven point favorites and they get waxed. So bad, that, bad college weekend. And then a good NFL weekend for, for me. But, um, yeah. I don't, 2020 worst bet. I, I, I don't even think I told you this, but a buddy who sometimes I make a couple bets with him. Um, he, uh, especially when, when the cap boys here are out of cap, uh, <laughs> I got roped into Jordan speed. I forgot what tournament <laughs> it was. He was down to like 90 to one. And I, I know yeah. I had told, I had like mocked either Chris, I think Chris for, for doing it because 
you know, oh, before say, you started, it might have been like, Safeway. Stop with the Ricky bet and stop with with female <laughs> bets. And, and you, for the most part, you listen. But speed, you know, I don't know. It, it got to the point where it was like, God, 90 to one, Jordan. The value Smith, was there. Crazy. Yeah. Value was there. And he, and he got off, you know, it, every tournament, it seems like he's five under when he makes the turn in round one. And then he makes you know, two triples on the back. He has the craziest scorecards. So I saw a crazy stat. What was it? Of under 30 players, he's not even in the top 30. Something crazy just with the world ranking right now. And that's how far he's fallen. So oh, yeah. I, I, I got to make myself stay strong on that. In, rea- in reality, yeah. he should be like a 300 to one guy right now. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but it, people it, will still, yeah. you know, people will still be enticed. Right, at and, and again, uh, he clearly has the motivation. And everything, Ricky, Ricky to me is a little more. It's tough to tell which way it'll go because the guy. I mean, he's made so much money based on how. I mean, if you calculate per win how much he's made. It's it's disgusting. And you know, he's married and he's got the you know Allison Stoke and all this and like he, he's got the life. All right, mm-hmm. you know, he's the celebrity. The motivation is tough. That being said, he's still younger than when Phil won his first major. So yeah. you know that's how crazy it could it could it could flip like that. He could have a he could end up winning five majors. You never know. I mean, I wouldn't bet on that, but um, definitely would avoid him for a while. All right, Steve, what what about your, yourself? You have any well, things you want to first of all? With? I'm surprised you didn't go with your uh, Webb Simpson top ten. Oh no, my god, no! I, 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 I had that in my head. Okay, let me do it right now. <laughs> And I, and I apologized on Christmas as well. I apologized the week after. Um, I, I really went hard. And I did too. So I lost too. But for, to my followers, I feel, feel really bad. The Webb Simpson was a lock top 10 RSM classic. You know, he didn't even come close. I, I still feel bad about that. Um, and it's funny because actually one of my resolutions was going to be make more top 10 bets and stop swinging yeah. from fences. And because I see you guys have done a nice job, especially that new um, top twenty after round one. That's an ex- that's kind of like an exciting oh, yeah. bet. Yeah, I wanna, they don't usually, they don't offer that everywhere, yeah. but right. it, it seems like they might be this year because they Capilou, did at, they have it. So. I'm pretty sure they did at um, Danny's course, Sherwood. At Sherwood, okay, because it was such a great field, and right. you know, and now they are this week. I don't know. I I would love it to become a yeah a regular. Weekly. Actually, no, I wouldn't. That's probably bad. I've <laughs> played five of those every time. But, but for, like, for yeah. you know, big fields, they should they should do it. Yeah, yeah. For that that bet's great. And then obviously we've talked about for years that the each way bet and sometimes mm-hmm. some sites are starting to do that a little here or there. So anyway, I was going to say apologies for the Web Simpson top ten bet. But on the same token, I, I would like to diversify a little more this year. Get a little sprinkle a little more top ten, top twenty, uh, maybe first round stuff. Um, in the mix and and not because like Chris said it, it's it's tough a when when you when you put all your eggs in in the you know basket of maybe five guys to win a tournament they shoot themselves out of it obviously that that stinks you're sitting there at the end but if they're in it the whole time and they lose like we had with with Matthew Wolf or or Scotty Scheffler that's even tougher too so it's it's nice to hit on a couple other bets so that you're right Steve thanks for bringing that that up my my apologies everybody. <laughs> But he's a I lock just, this year. He's surprised. a lock. He'll be back. It, lock it up this year. Sometimes you just make too perfect of a bet. You would still make that bet next I would. time. You know, I would. but I bet, I bet $100 on it. That's a big bet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I lost uh, like a dog. But, uh, you, you know, at least you put your money where your mouth is. I did. I put right. it. Yeah. My, mine, I, man, going through your, your bet slips at, all the, the year's bets is very painful. Uh, so I, I did do that. And it's painful for me because I have like five different sites where I've had money on in the last year. Because you, you got to shop the Actually, line. It's what all, yeah, it's what all the sharps say. You got to yeah. shop the best line. That's true. Um, so I did find that I bet my biggest bet of the year, an outright bet, was on Rory McIlroy to win uh, the FedEx St. Jude this year, which obviously he did not win. Uh, in fact, I'm scrolling through the leaderboard because I don't remember where he finished of T47. I knew that wasn't even close. And that was my biggest wager of the year in golf. So, um, A, that shows me that, you know, you shouldn't increase your uh, your unit size uh, 
that's what everyone says. Stick to your, your units. That's how you really make money. Um, but just that, that was a horrible bet because he was never even in the mix. That was similar to Arizona for, for powers. So, um, I'm, I, I did get baited to betting Rory a couple times in 2020 and it, like power said at the jump, I, I'm kind of, uh, intrigued by him this year. I think it's a bounce back year, but that was a terrible bet. So owning up to it. I, I got suckered into that week as well. And I went big on him because the odds were low. I was like, well, I got to put more on it. And, and you're right. You get out of your, you know, you get, get out, out of your here. discipline. It's, it's tough, but, Stick uh, to your units. You know, Rory, he's one of those guys we talk about. It. I mean, we, you know, he gets down to like 18 to one. And we're like, if he's 18 to one, you have to bet him. But it's like, yeah, do you? I mean, the, the guy never at the BMW. Never I know he, he did it last year. Hey. Uh, and at the at the BMW, he was he got up to 20 to one. I, I'm yeah. not sure if you guys bet it, but I was I on it. And he was. Yeah. And he was leading after 36 holes. We were all pumped and didn't come through again. But yeah. All you could do is make the perfect bet. That's yeah. that's our that's right. mantra at B Rate. Just make that's the right. perfect bet. That's right. Alabama first half over, all you can do. And everything goes your way until it doesn't. Yeah. That was not a good Painful. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into Kapalua. We got the Century Tournament of Champions and other good players. We had it's an incredible field because honestly, this this tournament um had been getting hurt the last few years because a lot of the big names like Rory never come when they win. Um, and now not only did almost everybody come, only three people said, no, you had 17 additional players get an invite for finishing in the top 30 of FedEx cup, making it to the tour championship last year. So you have 45 guys get invites. 42 said, yes, I think it's nine of the top 10, 14 of the top 20 in the world ranking. It's an incredible field. So, but Steve, I'll let you talk first about, um, the plantation course out there. Yeah. Uh, Kapaloos plantation course. It's a unique, uh, setup in that it's a par 73. So there's actually an additional par four, uh, just three par threes, uh, it's pushing 7,600 yards. So it's long, but you know, as people know, it's at elevation, there's so many elevated tee boxes. We see, you know, all the 400 yard drives each year. It's fun from a viewing standpoint, uh, because of that, but I think that also puts an emphasis on driving distance a little more, you know, although if you're a shorter hitter, you can play well, if you use those kind of speed slots well, and uh, you know, you get some big drives. So uh, to me, you know, this week is about a couple things. It's driving distance. It's your approach play into these greens. These are pretty big greens by tour standard. I think they're like 8,600 square feet on average, which is above average, um, you know, among the, the 20 biggest sets of green complexes for the year. So, you know, point is if you're, everyone's going to hit greens this, this week, but you know, you're going to have some instances where, you know, you're 60, 70 feet away over these swales, Corn Crenshaw. Uh, this is one of their original courses back in 91, I think it opened. And, you know, there's some, there's some really undulating greens. So, you know, if you're in a bad spot, um, you know, it's not necessarily an easy two putt. So I'm looking at three putt avoidance a little bit too, obviously strokes gain putting. Um, and I, I, and birdie are better, especially for, for DFS, um, standpoint. So, you know, I think it kind of an interesting thing to me, and well, I guess we'll use this as a jumping point to, uh, make our bets, but you know, it's just so it, it's really tough when you're starting the season or starting the year like this, we haven't seen some of these guys in a while, Dustin Johnson included, we're seeing him for the first time since the masters. So you're kind of left to guess a little what their preparation looks like, how, how their game is, you know, you have to kind of guess at how ready they are, um, start the year. And obviously, you know, these guys are pros. They're trying to win every time they tee it up, but you know, is DJ a little lackadaisical this week because of that just insane run he had at the end of 2020, um, that's where my money would be on at least. I, I'm kind of fading him this week. I'm looking at matchups to fade him. But um, so that's an added little narrative play to all those stats that I mentioned is, you know, just are these guys going to show up ready to win? So that's kind of how I see it. And these are Bermuda greens too. So, you know, you put a little emphasis on, on the Bermuda greens. All right. So um, let's get into some of the guys. I mean, you mentioned – who, who you might be fading a little, but uh, let's start with DJ CP. Um, 
you know, wins the Masters. We haven't seen him since. Obviously, he uh, what was it? Uh, Mayakoba. He decided not to play. I mean, no one, no one could fault him for that. The guy was on a, a bender probably for <laughs> week, uh, you know, a celebratory one. Um, anyway, he's back. We know he's played great here. This is where he hit the greatest shot of all time, according to uh, Brandon Chambly. Uh, you know, is six to one too low, or, or, or is there any value there? Or, or is that the guy we're all going to probably stay away from? How bad is the tree chopping right now? Is it bad? I don't hear it. Oh, yeah, hear it. No, it's like ringing good. my ears off. Um, to, to I understand what Steve's saying about these guys, you know, kind of coming in, you don't know. But if, recent history would tell you that the best players kind of – I know the best players are here because they won, but, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that's all the tour events. But a lot of the best players do show up too. Justin Thomas has won twice here. Dustin – uh, the difference, of course, this year is that they just played the Masters in the fall in the U.S. Open, where normally they're not even playing in the fall. And, uh, you know, they're coming in pretty fresh. So it, it is a tough week. And uh, I, w- I would stay away from from Dustin as well, just because of what Meyer said about the, the bender. Like, like, I would go to a guy, you know, at the top of this board. I'm sorry to skip over everyone, Steve, but Bryson would be the guy I, I would – at the top of the board go with this week dustin i you know bryson's been in the lab the past oh, yeah. many months and i don't i think you're kind of getting a break on bryson i guess he's 11 and a half to one or 12 to one wherever you know he was favored to win the masters nothing changed just just because he played poorly he's not going to change his style of play um he, he should still be the favorite here so i think you're definitely getting a break and it's on a guy who has literally been grinding away for the past two months we saw him on you know, yucking it up with Chris Pratt, you know, hitting bombs in the uh, in the simulator with Kyle Berkshire. So I think he's had a, a little bit different last month or two than Dustin. And uh, you're kind of getting double the price on Bryson than you are on Dustin. And then, of course, Justin Thomas, you know, it's a short price, but, you know, he's a two-time winner here. He loves Hawaii. He just won father-son. He's obviously um, still playing well. Hasn't won since St. Jude and um, – finish to still finish the season strong so i would skip dustin you know if you want to throw out justin thomas and maybe like the buccaneers and a couple other uh nfl locks together as a parlay you can do that but i would i would if i started with somebody i would go with bryson we need a tracker every time you like throw in these cross sport parlays how many yeah how i'm many not saying to do it i'm just saying i'm not saying to do uh, it i'm just saying if i were to bet on thomas i would throw in the buccaneers money line uh, if you want to do a over under two lane basketball, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, golly, what? But, what? What? you know, Super you, Tuesday's gone. Big Monday. That's all that stuff's gone. It's sad. <laughs> By the way, you brought up Justin Thomas and I'm not, I don't want to make this controversial here, but it is kind of amazing that again, it's not the same situation. Don't get me wrong. But when the loves won, the father's son, they got raked across the coals. And as they should, I mean, it was ridiculous. But Justin Thomas and his dad, I mean, his dad is a longtime PGA professional. I mean, I know he wasn't a tour pro, but it's a little different than like, you know, Bernard Langer and his daughter or Lee Trevino and like his kid. I mean, it, it's just, you know, I feel bad for the people who, who lost to them. Anyway, just that was the sign. <laughs> It's too bad because it's like it's like really cool to see he him and very cool, very cool. It's awesome. They had a great moment together. Yeah, no doubt. But you're right. Nobody nobody raked them over the coals like the loves. I mean, a little bit of you know they raked the coal the loves over the coals because Drew is a pro and he's like not very good. Meanwhile, Justin Thomas is like top three player in the world, and his dad and his dad can play so. But he's not very good. But Drew Love could hit it like 320 yards, and it was a scramble. And, and you know, DL three could still play. And Mike Thomas was up there with like Charlie Woods on those tees some of the time. <laughs> like, you know, it's not a fair fight. I'm sorry. I, I know it's like it was a nice story and all, and I'm glad. But like, and and I don't know how you could even regulate against it. It's like, well, your 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 son or d- dad can only be a certain level. But I don't know. It, it, I would, you know, they probably should be a one and done. Is all is yeah. all, man. Um, Hopefully, all right, all right. you know, VJ Singh gets a nice bottle of wine from the Thomases for yeah, yeah, know, exactly. the victory. That's, right, that's and the only reason why they were there, I think, was because Tiger and Charlie. So, right. Right. yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's not like it's not like Thomas has been, 
you know, finding a way to get into this event and bring, you know, it's not, I'm not saying right. he had anything, you know, nefarious there, but anyway, all right. My guys that I would start with, I'm not, you guys have both mentioned them both, but I, I agree. I, I love Bryson. The guy never takes a day off. He's such a beast. Um, this course, you can hit it almost anywhere in some spots. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, ball, I think he's, he's a great value at 11 to one. I'm, I'm shocked. He's only 11 to one. It's like, it's like people are looking at that masters and saying, right. Oh, it, you know, he failed the guy. We all knew all along. If you're going to swing for the fences, you're going to have more, more ups and downs, but when you're on, I mean, you're going to kill the field. So <clears throat> I, I can't believe he's 11 to one, frankly. And then Xander Shoffley has just played so well. Um, he, he should have won here back to back. He, mm -hmm. he, he blew it last year. He'll be the first to, to say it. And what's crazy is he never won again the whole year. I think he had some line recently where he didn't technically win because he did kind of win the tour championship, but this right. weird scoring system we have Dustin Johnson. But I think we were all surprised he never won, especially at least me. I'm a guy who almost always bets on this guy, especially um, in the big events. But um, this is a, a course that he's really torn it up. So in terms of those top two guys, I actually, I usually try to stay away from guys under 15 to one, but smaller field and then, Bryson's being Bryson and then Xander's course record here. I kind of like both those guys, but um, all right, let's get to the next tier of guys, Steve. Uh, I know you have listed here, Patrick Reed, 16 to one, Hideki, 18 to one, Cantley, 20 to one, Hovland, 22 to one, Webb Simpson, 22 to one, and Finau, 25 to one. Um, anybody uh, catching your eye there? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Reed, I think is definitely worth a look, uh, 16 to one. You can find him at, uh, almost one here last year against JT. They went back and forth and he has a couple other, he won, he won here in 2017, some other good finishes, uh, third and birdie or better gained, uh, third and three putt avoidance, fourth and strokes gained putting amongst his field. Uh, he's just, you know, he, he's going to show up again. He was playing so well at the end of last year. I fully expect him to be in the mix uh, come Sunday. So Patrick Reed's getting my money. Uh, Justin Thomas and Bryson too. I'm, I'm with you guys. They're worth a look. JT's so low of odds, but uh, you know, I'd consider betting him probably. Uh, Hovland I'm intrigued by, I just, um, if he didn't win Mayakoba and this is sort of messed up to say, but I just think that takes a little bit of his motivation away just mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, his approach play is so good. He's fourth in this field, strokes gain approach, opportunities gain, the fantasy national stat that, uh, you know, based on the amount of scoring opportunities you have, he's third in this field. So he's elite, but his putting is just hit or miss. And this tends to be such a birdie fest. I think you got to get to about 20 under to win. So probably not going to bet on Hovland uh, worth the DraftKings look maybe. Uh, I think Webb Simpson is interesting. I think 29 to one, you can find Webb at, uh, because this is going to be a wedge fest and that's where Webb excels. And just that number is insane. You know, he's eighth in the, in the world. Uh, and you're getting him, you know, triple the odds of, of DJ and JT and Rom. So I think Webb's worth a look. I'm probably not going to bet on it. Um, just cause I'm going to have some exposure elsewhere, but you know, I, I can't fault you for that. He's first in strokes game putting two, uh, first and three putt avoidance. So he's sixth in my model this week. And based on those odds, I, I think he's worth the play. So that's my take on that section. Yeah. I'm, uh, I know I said, I like Bryson, but I'm actually starting my card with Reed. <clears throat> so we're aligned there 16 to one, uh, kind of owns this place. Second last year, like we said, six and 18, second and 16, he won in 15, He's a great wind player. It's often very windy uh, at this course. I know Myers is right. It's wide open. You can kind of bomb it over this place, but it is a little bit of a thinking man's course as well. I mean, Jeff Ogilvy won here twice, so it's got to be a thinking man's golf course. Proper. <laughs> so I think and that proper. Reed, you know, Reed loves all these shots you can play here with the wind, and there's a lot of short. You got to get up and down a lot here. So and Steve said, great finish to 2020. So. In that section, I do like Reed. And then if, if we hop to the, the next section, I, I'm going to go Scheffler just because I like that 35 to 1 number for Scheffler. Uh, kind of been hit or miss post his COVID uh, diagnosis, unfortunately. He was playing really well, didn't get to play in the U.S. Open, uh, sadly. But uh, 
like I said, there's a good mix of winners at this course. Bombers, short hitter Zach Johnson's one here. Uh, like I said, Ogilvy, Reed, and uh, Scheffler falls into the the bomber archetype. So I think he could play well here. And like Steve said before, also it would be pretty funny that for a first time winner to win this week. So I'll bet on Scheffler as that guy at 35 to one. You know that that makes me that reminds me. I was going to ask Steve, is there anywhere out there or Chris? where you could bet, I know you can bet on someone to win a major for a year. And yes. I thought that with Xander mm-hmm. before, and it was a great bet because he was kind of in the mix every major, um, not last year, the year before. I would bet a lot on Scotty Scheffler winning a tournament this year. Yeah, I was looking up for our futures posts. I wanted to to include one of these, but I, I just kind of um, – ignored it um i think william hill has has all of that to win a major in 2021 i like scheffler for that a lot i like xander for that like like you just said so no, but you can I would, definitely you can de- and you can find win a tournament uh yeah win a tournament because I, I know in our in the t- in the 10 guys who will make you money post um they kind of say it's it's kind of amazing scheffler didn't win and i know we he almost won back in january when we had him at the the desert the amex um, right. So he almost got, he almost won right away and then he didn't. And then, you know, we saw him shoot right. 59 and we saw him contend in, in a lot of other events. And, and Steve mentioned he's terrific for, for DFS because of, he's such a streaky player, makes a ton of birdies. But I just think you, you'd probably be getting still decent value on him winning a tournament. Um, you know, and, and obviously we just talked about it. I mean, Xander Shoffley didn't win a tournament last year. Um you know, Ricky Fowler didn't win. Jordan Spieth hasn't won in years. So it's not, you know, a great player doesn't because doesn't mean you're going to win a tournament. But I just think for him, he's so motivated. He's so hungry. Um, I would, uh, that would be something that I would be looking into. But yeah, yeah. I like it. And Scheffler, uh, CP, I, I think he's a good DFS play because this is a no, no cut event. Mm-hmm. He makes a ton of birdies, streaky, like you just said, Myers. Um, the putting, you know, he's 33rd in this field, strokes gain putting, and this is a only a 42-person field, so that's not his strength. So, you know, even though he's not going to get my money betting-wise, I'm, I'm going to go to him, DFS. The the other two guys to mention in this range are Daniel Berger at 32-1. to 1. That just seems criminal to me. I mean, you know, he should be more in the 20 to 25 range. Uh, he's 13th in the world right now. He's He's got the motivation you know, to play well while, you know, his game is where it is. He he's proven he's one of the best in the world. So 32 to one in, in a small field like this feels like you're stealing money a little bit. Uh, and then Sung Jay is 40 to one, which also kind of feels like stealing money in this, in this field. Uh, he plays well in the wind. Like CP said, it, it looks like Thursday, it could get a little windy Sunday too. Um, if the trade winds come up, off of the uh, the ocean, as they always say on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. But Ford, yeah, Mark Rolfing's mm-hmm. favorite favorite term, forty to one. He he's so good in, in every category. He's top twenty uh, in all these categories that I picked for my model. So uh, you know, obviously we saw how well he played at the Masters. I, I think he keeps that going. Similar to Scotty uh, Myers, I, I think if you could bet on some Jay to win a tournament this year, I absolutely would. At you know plus. I can't, water, I can't find um, to win the FedEx Cup odds anywhere, but a lot of these books have money list, mm. and I'm guessing this is because yeah. the FedEx Cup's already started. But so is the money list, and obviously DJ's the favorite already. But you can get Sung J M at eighty to one to to lead the money list. I think that's he plays every week. I yeah. think he's going to win multiple times this year. If he wins a major, that's a that's a pretty good bet. I mean, obviously Dustin's going to make a a boatload and and the big guys you know justin thomas they're gonna have a couple wins and and make a ton but i think sung jay is a candidate to win multiple times this year and he's 80 to one because he's you know far behind already so right that's an interesting one that's an interesting one especially because would that final money count um include the the uh tour championship because that's the only thing i would that's the only thing that would scare me. I don't think it does. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. I'd imagine it's just it's, overall money one because okay, that's like bonus good. money. Yeah. Okay. So if Sung Jay is playing a million events again, I kind of like that. Yeah. That that's that's a that's interesting. Um, Steve, you have a couple guys here that you wanted to to maybe mention, and I'll start with one. I mean, Adam Scott. You know, he's getting up there. 
Um, he's, he's approaching 40. Uh, and I think he just switched to a short putter. He's someone I'd, I would look out for. He, he keeps at least saying that he has the fire. He, he doesn't want to end up as a one-time major champ. I, I think I believe him. Um, I know last year was weird. Again, he was one of the guys who waited um, to come back after the restart. He played very cautiously, which, you know, obviously that was within his rights to do. And we know he doesn't play a ton of events, but I still think, you know, he looks like people were joking the other day. He looks like he's in in great shape. Not that he ever was in terrible shape. I think it was uh, just the the, the pleated pants made him look. Right, exactly. exactly. So maybe he's got a better fitting pants or whatever, but um, he's a guy we have here. He's 50, 51 and beyond. Is there anybody else? Um, and I'll let you guys then get into your DFS uh, lineups as well. Anybody else way down the board that uh, you're looking to, to mix with this week? Scott's interesting because he hasn't played here since 2014, finished T6 here. Um, so, you know, we see ball strikers play well year in, year out. So that's a reason why Scott, you know, is a decent pick. You got Matsuyama. Uh, I think he's finished T4 here every time he's, he's played here. So ball strikers are, are the guys to trust. Sergio is certainly in that category. I, I'm going to keep my card a little light this week. Um, the, the last guy who's on it, who I should have mentioned in the, he's 40 to one is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, mm. He really pops on my model for me. He's seventh in opportunities gained in this field, uh, seventh in strokes gain approach, eighth in driving distance. So he does a lot of things. Well, he, we saw him kind of surge at the end of the year, uh, you know, motivated. He was playing to donate, all the money, uh, to his niece. Right. So, um, you know, I think he keeps that up. I think he's definitely a good DFS play. You can catch him at 40 to one. Uh, that's the last guy in Batman. What about UCP? Yes. Uh, short card to, um, Reed and Scheffler. And then the only other guy I have at 66 to one is Cameron champ. Um, I think he takes that big step this year. He, you know, popped at the PGA. Obviously I had him, you know, whatever, hundred to one. And he was, had it going until like the eighth hole on Sunday. And he made that double. Uh, I am backing this up with a top 10. That's one of my new year's resolutions each way. So I'll also have him top 10. Uh, Finished 14th here last year, his only appearance. He sneakily finished eighth at Zozo and 19th at the masters. Um, So many guys, like so many guys, it comes down to the putter with him and then the wedge play. I know Steve said this is a wedge fest before, but he has gotten a lot better on approach. After that Sanderson win, he was terrible on approach. And then he had a pretty poor um, pre, or he was pretty poor post restart on approach too, but he got a lot better after that PGA week. He gained 6.4 strokes on approach at the CJ Cup, gained 2.3 at Zozo. So that's part of his game seems to be coming together. Obviously he's probably the longest player on tour. Um, if he can just putt well and really dial in his approach game, I think this is going to be a big year for him. And I like, uh, I kind of like this course for him. So 66 to one for champ. Um, that's my last bet. Uh, my last outright bet for this week. All right. Yeah. I, I should mention Adam Scott is 40 on the dot. And, um, and just the fact that he's playing in this event is a good sign because that mm-hmm. shows he's, he's kind of yeah. motivated. Like you said, Steve, he hadn't, hadn't even made this trip out to Hawaii for, for a few years. So the fact that he got an opportunity and he jumped on it, I like it. Um, all right, DFS guys, let's let's hear some lineups. Yeah, uh, I'll go through the price ranges. So we we talked a little about John Rahm, not too much. I, I'm a little hesitant to bet on him to win, um, but I think a little bit of like trying to predict of how these guys are going to play this week with Rahm, you know, we know he's at least using his, he's been using his equipment for the last, month or so testing it out so we know he's been playing a lot of golf I, I like that in terms of making birdies so um and that's what you need for DraftKings. so he, you know he's the third highest guy uh 10,400 not going to bet on him but i am going to use him in some dfs lineups i'm with powers on jt uh he's my favorite play of the week for sure along with bryson so those three guys are kind of where i fall at the top then patrick reed 9,600 Definitely like him and Matsuyama, who we didn't talk too much about, but again, the history at Kapalua. Uh, I think he is in the top five, top 10 for sure. I'd be surprised if he's not. Uh, and Tony Finau to 8,900, not going to bet on him because, you know, we know he doesn't win, uh, you know, but Hovland just broke the Puerto Rico curse. So maybe if 
Finau does it, but not going to bet it. But DraftKings scoring wise, I mean, he's just a beast. He's always in the top five or top 10 of, of DraftKings uh, scoring. So I like him. Uh, Berger, I talked about Scheffler, CP's pick. I, I definitely like him. Neiman, who I just mentioned too, 8,300. Um, 7,000s, I think. Sebastian Yunuf is pretty interesting, 7,500. Uh, he was one of the guys in the uh, the 10 players to make you money this year, and that's because he just does everything well. Um, you know, he typically doesn't falter in one category week in and week out. He, he's good for those those decent finishes. So, And he could get the putter going decently. So 7,500 I think is decent. Uh, Carlos Ortiz at 7,100, I, I like him too. You know, we saw him win at Houston. He's a good win player traditionally. Um so he's kind of making that next step. So I think I like him and in the, the six thousands are pretty, pretty brutal. Uh, so, you know, I think you kind of want to avoid it at all costs, but Stewart sink is decently safe. Rick Gaiman um, at, in his DFS column on golf, named Stewart sink, you know, the most safe guy in this range. And, you know, you don't think of Stewart sink as a world beater, but he really had a very strong uh, end of, uh, 2020, he won obviously at Safeway, and you know he's had a, a couple other hot finishes uh, to wrap up the year, and he's like the fourth cheapest guy. You know, all you need is him finish T15, make a bunch of birdies, yeah. and he returns value. So that, that's kind of my take. He said he gained 20 yards off the tee. <laughs> that's why I put yeah. him. In, that's why I put him in my lineup too, not because <laughs> because Joel just said he gained 20 yards off the tee. Yep, but I agree with everything Steve said. He had such a great year. He seems to be having a quite the late forties resurgence. So uh, I'll sink at the bottom for me. I kind of bypassed the top just because, I mean, this is advice from a very poor DFS player, but I feel like you really got to differentiate yourself this week with a smaller yes. field. That's yeah. definitely true. Brilliant. Just a brilliant. brilliant. Take a good take. <laughs> big, yeah. big brains only. Damn. So I skipped 10,000 range. I, I'm starting with Reed. I just love Reed this week. Uh, Tony Finau, this is, lineup is like the same as Steve's at this point, so I'm not really differentiating myself, I guess. Tony Finau at 8,900. Uh, I do have Champ at 7,900. Um, and then Mark Leishman, who was one of the worst players on the planet post-restart, which is was unfortunate because he seemed to just get cooking. He won at Torrey, which feels like a year ago. The weekend yep. Kobe Bryant died, or like three years ago, mm-hmm. sorry. Kobe Bryant died, Tiger was there. That feels like so long ago. But he won there. Then he finished third at Bay Hill, where he always plays well. You know, that was going to be leading right into the Masters. And, you know, Myers and I know well about betting on Leishman at these majors. He really could – this really could have been the year he got it done. And then – COVID hit and he was like, it's like he forgot how to play golf post restart. So I think that uh, we see pre COVID Leishman in 2021. So I'm going to start and he, he played okay at the masters. I think he finished yeah, tied 13. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to see old Leishman uh, in 2021. So I'll throw him in. He's at 7,400 and then I have Scheffler as well. So that is my lineup. All right. I like that. If you go no balanced one. like that, you know, you don't yeah. have to dip down into the, the range. Just take a little sprinkle, so. sprinkle of Stewart's sink and we're all set. That's right. Stevie so, just said the word dip and it looks like I got a fat dip <laughs> in my mouth. And I may not, not even like mentioned Kevin. dipping too. He's got like a soda bottle. He's probably spitting in he it. He might be. Then you mentioned <laughs> Kevin Kisner. I might, you know, in honor of the, the dip look, maybe that's, that's the way to go. As someone who struggles with, uh, you know, chewing tobacco and you know that vice oh, looking at your your face right now myers it's, it's really tempting me to but you know it's two o'clock on a tuesday i'm this not there pot, yet, this but. pot is the uh the home of a lot of different vices <laughs> <laughs> gambling tobacco so you name it so bad um <laughs> all right well it, it was that was a good uh good first go around i think uh, a lot of fun um made it through it I need some pain meds. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Uh, any final thoughts or should we, should we move on? That's it. No, That's everyone it. check out our guest next week, man. We, we got a good guest lined up and, uh, Oh, last thing I want to plug, uh, Pat Mayo's one and done contest. It's, you know, exciting this time of year because people are getting in their season long, uh, their contests and Pat Mayo's got a, got a good one. So, um, it's 30 grand, the first place, the, the buyout, the payouts that he pays out the top 500 
at least double your money. It's a hundred dollar buy-in. You could enter five times. So uh, everyone go to Pat Mayo's Twitter at the PME um, on Twitter and check it out. There's info there to sign up, but hurry because there's only like 300 spots left. So very yeah. good. Please, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, leave reviews, you know, good reviews would be nice, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get. And uh, thanks. Thanks again to list for listening. Thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Um, and uh, we will see you next time. I'll, we'll, we'll wrap up how we did in the first week and I'll let you know how my, my dentist visit went. That was, that was interesting. All right. See you guys. <laughs>